0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is May 24th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block, which is Doctrine and Covenants sections 58 and 59. Yesterday we talked a little bit about section 58 verses 1 through 3, and today we're going to continue a little bit on that same way of thinking and then move on to some more verses. If you'll remember, section 58 is to the early saints as they come to Missouri and experience some disappointment as they see how rugged and how wild and how not like Zion Missouri actually is. Let's remember in section 57, the Lord tells the saints that Zion is going to be built in Missouri, but he never actually says when. They may have come to Missouri expecting to find a Zion that was already built, but that is not how God works. God best perfects us by working through us, and not on us. And Zion isn't just a city or a geographic spot on a map. Zion goes beyond that. Zion is one of the titles of the Lord's people. Remember in Moses chapter 7, verse 18, it says, And the Lord called his people Zion. So here, as the Lord desires to gather his people to Missouri so that Zion can be built, maybe... Just maybe to some degree, he wanted to build his people there even more than he wanted to build his city. And how does he build us? How does he help us grow? By asking something of us. Think of a muscle. How do muscles work? How do we grow and build our muscles? We work them, right? We move them, we do something with them. And as we do that, those muscles develop tiny tears, little difficulties little hardships all throughout our muscles. And as our body works to repair those tears, then the muscle is built. That same process can be said of us. God asks us to do something, to work, to grow, to stretch. And oftentimes in that process, we experience these hardships, these trials, these struggles. But only then, only after stretching us, only after we experience these hard things, Can the Lord sometimes build us up and make us more than we were? That age-old question of why does God allow bad things to happen to good people is a fair question, especially when we're feeling tossed around in trial and uncertainty. But when it comes down to it, the question, why does God let bad things happen to good people, although understandable, completely misses the point of who God is and who we are. And the purpose of this life, God is far more intent on our growth than he is on our comfort. And the purpose of this life is to help us to become celestial, to help us to become more like him. I know I've shared this quote before, but I absolutely love it. Elder Maxwell once said, one's life cannot be both faith-filled and stress-free. Therefore, How can you and I really expect to glide naively through life, as if to say, Lord, give me experience, but not grief, not sorrow, not pain, not opposition, not betrayal, and certainly not to be forsaken. Keep from me, Lord, all those experiences which made thee what thou art. Then let me come and dwell with thee and fully share thy joy. Real faith is required to endure this necessary but painful developmental process. So God doesn't cause bad things to happen, but bad things are the price we pay for a mortal experience. God isn't orchestrating bad things to happen in our lives, but if we turn to him, if we use the grace that's offered to us in those trials and in those hardships, God can orchestrate those bad things so that we can gain the most benefit from them. He can take those trials, he can take those hardships, and he can build us in to something more. So maybe As the saints came here to Missouri and as they experienced that disappointment of seeing that Zion was not what they expected it to be, perhaps when God said that he would build Zion in Missouri, he meant that he would build his people. The city, yes, probably, but maybe he was more concerned about building his people Zion there because he understood the trials. He understood the darkness. He understood the hard times that would come before them. Yet he sent them to Zion anyway, knowing that through those hard things, he could build a people that were faith-filled and prepared for everything that would come as they sought to establish God's kingdom here on this earth. So with that understanding, with that in mind, let's go back to verses 3 and 4 in Doctrine and Covenants section 58. Verse 3, we read yesterday, and it says, Ye cannot behold with your natural eyes for the present time the designs of your God concerning those things which shall come hereafter, and the glory which shall follow after much tribulation. For after much tribulation come the blessings. Wherefore, the day cometh that ye shall be crowned with much glory. The hour is not yet, but is nigh at hand. Those verses could be summarized in essentially two words. Eternal perspective. Because the opposition and the stresses and the hard things are sometimes so overwhelming, we sometimes forget that this is not the last act of our play. If anything, this is the intermission. We are here for such a short period of time to learn and to grow and to be built up by the Lord. But there's so much more waiting after this life. Here in these verses, the Lord says that glory shall follow after much tribulation. And that after much tribulation, we will be crowned with much glory. But there's a caveat to those verses. There's something that we need to understand there. And that is what is said in verse 2. He that is faithful in tribulation, the reward of the same is greater in the kingdom of heaven. It's not just having tribulation that shapes us and molds us. It's what we do in tribulation that shapes us and molds us and helps us to become who our father in heaven would have us be. Elder Oaks once said, tribulation and challenges are the common experiences of mortality. Opposition is an essential part of the divine plan for helping us grow. And in the midst of that process, we have God's assurance that in the long view of eternity, opposition will not be allowed to overcome us. With His help and our faithfulness and endurance, we will prevail. Like the mortal life of which they are a part, all tribulations are temporary. With faith and with hope, we can look beyond the here and now. We can look beyond the trial and tribulation. With faith and with hope, we can have eternal perspective and trust that the Lord's plan is so much more than what we're experiencing in the here and now. In the book, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis explains it this way. Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing, and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is, he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of, throwing out a new wing here, putting in an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were going to be made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. My friends, eternal perspective helps us understand the people that God is trying to help us be. Eternal perspective helps us to realize that God is not building a house, He's building a palace. Eternal perspective helps us better understand verses four and five of how firm a foundation. When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not thee o'erflow, for I will be with thee, thy troubles to bless, and sanctify to thee thy deepest distress. When through fiery trials thy pathways shall lie, my grace all sufficient. Shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee. I only design thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. My friends, I testify that our Father in heaven, who is ever concerned not just with who we are now, but who he would have us become, is constantly working on building us, on making us more. And although some might not understand why God would let bad things happen to good people, with perspective, with understanding of who God is and what his plan for us is, we can better understand the trials and the tribulations that come inevitably in this life. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hanson.